You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Sorry about the slight delay this uh, this afternoon, uh, but welcome to this week in your daily Star Trek news. Today is Sunday, February 6th, 2022. Uh, coming up on the show today, we've got a new preview of the upcoming Raffi and Seven audio drama, No Man's Land. The first look images of Picard season two, uh, some new key art for Strange New Worlds, and uh, there's been a few TCA announcements for Section 31 and Starfleet Academy. Uh, my name is Allison Pitt, and today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Now, uh, if you are listening to me on the podcast, as per usual, I would like to invite you over to our YouTube live stream. We do this every Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific time. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I cover the news like you hear today. Uh, we also stick around for show and tell and the results of today's poll, which I'll tell you uh, about in a second. Uh, and also for, for the live stream folks, after the show ends, we also chat for a little bit. It's kind of fun. So it's, it would be nice to see you over there if you're not already part of that, part of that crew. Uh, now, before we get going, I do just want to remind you all that everything that I talk about on today's show is also available on our website at dailystartreknews.com. Uh, we've got all the links to the original sources, more pictures, more videos. Uh, we've got the week's events listing and history. Uh, occasionally we get some trivia on there as well and some other fun stuff. So please go and check it out. It's dailystartreknews.com and you can also sign up for our daily newsletter there as well. Okay, so today's poll... <laughs> is inspired by a couple of different things, actually. So um, we've got uh, this new audio drama that's coming out towards the end of the month with Raffi and Seven. Um, but also, you know, there's, if you happen to be watching Star Trek Prodigy, there's um, some very happy shippers at the end of Star Trek Prodigy. That's all I will say. Anyway, uh, so today's poll is asking you guys what you think the next ship should be that they make into an audio drama. So we've got uh, a ship being like shippers, like uh, relationships, right? Um, Kind of. Uh, so uh, option number one is Janeway and Chakotay. That's the big one, right? Um, option number two is Crusher and Picard. Option number three, <laughs> Kirk and Spock. They probably have made an audio drama about them already, but uh, we're talking the next one for Simon and Schuster. Uh, and, the, and the final one, of course, I had to throw an actual ship in there, the USS Reliant, because it's so gosh darn um, dramatic. Also, if you haven't been paying attention on Twitter, uh, I've been asking the Star Trek community what you think is the most dramatic or overdramatic starship. Um, there's some kind of funny answers in there, so go check that out. It's on uh, Twitter, at Daily Trek News. Uh, go and join in the conversation over there. Uh, anyway, right, so that poll is here in the chat on YouTube. It's also over on Twitter, at Daily Trek News. Uh, we'll check out the results of the poll at the end of the show today. Right, so without further ado, um, let's, <laughs> let's get into the news. And um, it's not every week that we get like an entire show that's all about new stuff that's coming up. And that's pretty much what today's show is all about. So that's um, really exciting, I think. Uh, let's start off with uh, the Raffi and Seven audio drama. Of course, I think we told you about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's basically following the events of Star Trek Picard season one, Raffi and Seven team up um, 
for an adventure. Uh, according to the excerpt from Simon and Schuster, they've said, as Raffi and Seven touch down on the planet Ebla, expecting a bloodbath with the Romulan warlord Rhinan, but instead realizing the Romulans are really there to abduct someone Seven knows. Ooh. Anyway, there's a, um, a, a clip from the audio drama that they published this week on YouTube. Uh, it's unlisted, so if you want to go and listen to it, go to dailystartreknews.com. Um, I'll also leave a link in the show notes for this episode to that story, and then you can flip over to YouTube, and you can have a listen to what that's going to sound like. It's about a minute and a half long, so it's not long. But um, it's very good. It's not, it's not like an audiobook. It's an audio drama. So I don't know if that's what you're into, but um, you can hear what I mean by that if you go and listen to the clip. And of course, you can pre-order that now on Amazon, and it's uh, expected to come out on February 22nd, so towards the end of this month. Um, and uh, if you're trying to figure out, <laughs> like, <laughs> if you've been living under a rock and you don't know about Rafi and Seven and their sort of budding relationship, um, you can watch, catch up on that in um, Star Trek Picard Season 1, which is on Paramount+. Plus. And of course, Star Trek Picard Season 2 is coming up in March. All right. So, I was talking about Star Trek Picard. We've got this sort of audio drama that's in between, which is really interesting, by the way. Excuse me, and bear with me while I go on a, a slight uh, tangent. Uh, if you remember back before Star Trek Picard season one happened, we had two things. We had a short treks called Children of Mars, and we also had the um, Star Trek Picard countdown series of comic books. That was funny, actually. I'll tell that story some other time, but it was it was meant to finish before Picard premiered and then it didn't quite finish. So there were some spoilers that you kind of anyway, it doesn't matter. They so they basically what they're doing is filling the time between these seasons with other um with other media. And so they're doing that here where we're in between or we're getting excited for season two of Star Trek Picard and they're putting out an audio drama with one of the biggest moments from season one, which is of course Raffi and Seven kind of holding hands and um, getting together. They're not the only ones who have done this. They've done this with the Orville as well. Uh, the Dark Horse Orville comics come out as like half seasons in between the seasons of uh, the Orville as well. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go on a slight tangent off my tangent. The Orville has been delayed until June of next year. We'll do that story coming up this week. But um, yeah, the Orville has been delayed. It was supposed to come out, I think, in March, and now it's not going to. Anyway, back to, right. So we were talking about the Orville. We were talking about, yes, the media in between the tentpole events of the seasons. They're doing that here kind of with No Man's Land in between Picard season one and season two. Anyway, back to Picard season two, which is coming out in March. Uh, they've actually released promotional photos of the first two episodes. Now, if you happen to follow us, if you happen to subscribe to our newsletter, or if you are on the web uh, often, you'll know that we publish the sort of uh, like press promotional photos every week of the new upcoming episodes. And that usually comes out like you'll probably expect to see Prodigy ones coming out on Tuesday. Um, it's, it's very cool that they're doing this well in advance. They're clearly trying to ramp up the promotional activity for Star Trek Picard, which is coming out, like I said, in March. Uh, but you can see some of that uh, for yourself to start off with. And what's really exciting, to me at least, we've got the first two episodes and they're not pulling their punches. <laughs> not going to make you wait for ages to get to the stuff you want to see. Because the first two episodes, we've got pictures of Guinan, we've got pictures of Q... 
And in the second episode, you can see clearly that they've already done whatever the thing is that they're going to do because Seven does not have her eyepiece. So uh, go check those out. Like I said, they're on the web. Go to uh, dailystartreknews.com and check out um, that article. I'll, again, I'll leave a link in the show notes here for you to go and look at those. Um, <laughs> this is a downside of doing this type of live stream because I actually can't show you the pictures right now. Uh, one of these days I will figure that out. But uh, anyway, go and check them out um, and get excited. Set your calendars or whatever your reminder. March 3rd, Star Trek Picard Season 2 is coming out. Okay, so talk about Star Trek Picard, the other big event that happened this week that's looking forward to what's coming up in Star Trek is the TCAs. Now, if you've never heard of the TCAs, that's fine. It's kind of an industry thing. It's a television critics association, and they do two tours a year, I think. I can never keep it, keep it straight. Anyway, there's uh, inevitably a Star Trek panel of some kind at, um, at the event, and this year was no different. Um, there was actually a Paramount Plus panel as well, and of course Star Trek being a flagship franchise for Paramount Plus, they did talk about it in a couple of different places. Um, so coming out of the TCA, we actually had... How do I organize this? There's one thing we were expecting and two things we were not quite expecting. <laughs> so let's start with the one we were expecting, which was a new artwork for... Um, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is coming out in May, hot on the heels of Picard, which should finish around, that, around the time that uh, Strange New Worlds is starting. The new key art that they've released is in the form of a poster, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, and it's got a picture of uh, a man on horseback, which we did confirm was um, Captain Pike. Um, and you've got the Enterprise and the planets in the background. It's beautiful. And the tagline, of course, is the frontier is waiting. No particularly new news about Strange New Worlds. Um, let's see. Alex Kurtzman uh, talked to uh, Decider.com, I think. Oh, no, no, no. I apologize. I think Alex Kurtzman said this in his panel. He said, our show speaks to the final frontier when it was at its infancy. And so they're kind of drawing that parallel between the cowboy and um, Strange New Worlds, which I think we expected. And we all know Captain Pike is into his horse, um, horses. Uh, so that's what that is. Um, like I said, not a lot of new news, but you can go and see the picture for yourself. It's beautiful. Um, and it sounds like they'll start to ramp up some of that promotional stuff too. So maybe we'll get to see some new... Um, teasers or something soon. We'll see. So that was kind of what we were expecting. Uh, the two that we weren't really expecting um, was Section 31 and my personal favorite, Starfleet Academy. We'll come on to Starfleet Academy in a second. Um, but the Section 31 news is actually really great. So again, this was at the TCAs and they had a specific... Um, um, a specific panel for Paramount Plus. In that, Nicole Clemens, who's the president of scripted series on Paramount Plus, she said, yes, we are still in development on Section 31, so there will be more news on that soon. Um, later, Alex Kurtzman also said that he was working on the series, so it's being worked on now. Um, 
I, we don't know what that means, <laughs> uh, but that's good it's, that it's sort of back on the schedule and back being talked about by executives. That's really important. Um, if you remember last year, we actually had um, a former executive at Paramount Plus who said that we were not going to be getting Section 31 until one of the other ones goes off the air. Uh, that person is no longer with Viacom CBS, but uh, it's, I mean, it's, so I've kind of assumed that that sentiment is maybe no longer valid, but of course we don't know. Uh, needless to say, it's encouraging that they're talking about it in something like the TCAs again, because um, I think that's a show that has a lot of legs, especially with Michelle Yeoh attached. So uh, anyway, so Section 31 still on the cards, which is wonderful. And then, so this has not come straight from TCAs, but kind of from TCAs, is that uh, the Starfleet Academy series is probably happening, or it's at least in development. So this story comes via Deadline. Now, before I tell you this, because it's not an official source, I would mention that Deadline is one of those um, sources that's actually really reliable. I mean, their entire business model relies on um, their access to Hollywood sources, so they're not likely to give you false rumors or um, speculation, etc. However, <laughs> um, they are also not Alex Kurtzman, and they are not Nicole Clemens, and they are not, you know, official uh, press releases from Viacom, CBS, or Paramount Plus. So please keep that in mind when I explain what's going on here. So, Deadline has reported that. Um, CBS Studios and Secret Hideout, which is Alex Kurtzman's company, are in production on, well, they're working on Star Trek Starfleet Academy, whatever that means. Um, they, uh, their sources say that it's Starfleet Academy. It's sort of backed up by Alex Kurtzman at the uh, Strange New Worlds TCA panel saying that there's another show that they're working on, um, but he didn't specify any details. Um, what he did say at the event was, and I'm quoting here, uh, we have to think several years out. We're, no we're thinking about knowing we'll want new shows on the air two or three years from now, so we have to start planning those now. There's a bunch of things in development that are starting to take shape, and we're super excited about it. So that sort of backs up what Deadline have said. Um, they, their sources have said that uh, the co-creator of Absentia, which I have not seen, uh, whose, whose name is Gaia Violo, is reportedly attached to the project, um, and that's all we've got for now. Little personal side, <laughs> I am so excited for a Starfleet Academy potentially series because that's a, you know, like Prodigy is tapping into the children's sort of area. Uh, we've not really gotten into a young adult um, series and we've always had to kind of guess about what Starfleet Academy was like. Um, I think there's a tremendous amount of potential there, especially because um, we've had a lot of conversations in the fandom over <laughs> many years about what type of person would be allowed into Starfleet Academy and what type of person might be allowed to graduate from Starfleet Academy. So I think potentially there's a, just a huge amount of storytelling that they could do there and potentially open it up to a new audience. So that's probably the most exciting news for me this week. Um, I'm curious to hear what you think. I know a lot of people like roll their eyes at the idea of a Starfleet Academy show, but 
I I think it's I think it's uh, fun from a fan perspective, but also commercially, I think it's really strong. Anyhow, um, right. So that's really the big news um, from you know official news news this week. But before I kind of move on to the rest of today's um, show, I do just want to uh, uh, point out that I published on Friday, finally, <laughs> uh, listener Kim's Star Trek story. Now, this is a slightly different way that we've done things in the past. Some, those of you who've been listening to the show forever uh, know that I do Star Trek stories, you know, from time to time, um, you know, on video or just uh, through, through the audio podcast. And this time I had the opportunity to do something that was really on the web and showcasing somebody's kind of their own personal Star Trek story. And I teased this on the show a few weeks back, excuse me, and um, I finally got it out on Friday. So if you are interested in kind of reading through someone's, you know, perspective on how they interacted with the fandom for many years and what what kind of stood out f- for me from Kim's story is that, you know, this is a thing that was (laughs) nowadays, if you want to get the attention of a star on Twitter or anywhere, you know, you tag them on Facebook, you tag them on Twitter and hopefully they'll retweet you, right? Or hopefully they'll like you or, you know, oh my God, if they follow you, (laughs) you know? Um, But back in the day, obviously we didn't have social media. So you wrote to the studios or you wrote to the fan club or you wrote to that actual person and it wasn't uncommon that they would send you back a signed photograph and some of um, what Kim's got is just exactly that from having written to the folks at Star Trek and then receiving things back from them. Um, These are slices of history that things just aren't done exactly the same way anymore. Um, And I would highly recommend, especially if you're a a younger person who wants to know about how, you know, how Star Trek fandom kept going um, sort of in the 70s and 80s, uh, definitely look through it. But also there's just cool stuff. Like she got like, she got George Takei to sign a paper bag. (laughs) That one's great. There's there's one of the uh, uh, um, infamous... Susan Sackett letters from like that you would get back if you wrote to Gene Roddenberry. It's a, just a great treasure trove to see, and I can't uh, just go and read it. Anyway, it's on the web, uh, dailystartreknews.com, and of course I'll leave a link down below. It's Kim's Star Trek story, and I hope you enjoy it. I really hope you enjoy it. All right, so that's all the news for today. Um, what do we got? Right, so uh, up next in the show, we're going to do a little show and tell. I'm not entirely, it's down there. I'm not sure, it's a little bit big. So I'm not sure how we're gonna do this, but we'll do it. A little show and tell, and of course, um, the poll. So the poll is in the chat right now. uh, If you're here uh, with me live on YouTube, um, and if you're not here with me live on YouTube, you can do that poll over on Twitter as well. So we'll check out the results of that in a few minutes. Um, before I do show and tell, I do just want to remind you all that uh, this show is supported by Patreon. So if you uh, like what we're doing here and you want us to keep it going, please consider making a monthly contribution uh, from just a dollar a month or with a yearly discount. It's a ten, about $10 a year um, U.S., So I know there's people from all over the world, so I don't want to leave you out. Anyway, that's at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. All right. So let's do some show and tell. 
Um, right. It's big. Well, it's okay. It's not that big. This is a, um, I'm trying to remember exactly where I got this. So, uh, for those of you who can see it, it is, uh, it's a Star Trek 50 artists, 50 years, 2018. Ugh, it's not focusing very well. There we go. 50 artists, 50 years, 2018 hanging wall calendar. Now, I think the reason that I ended up with this was because, um, for many years and less so recently, but for many years, everything that I did in my house was organized on a giant wall calendar. I used to get one from where I used to work because they used to have their own calendar. And I used to write in all of our, like, you know, with an actual pen, <laughs> I used to write in all of the things that we needed to remember and all of the dates and places that we had to be. And, um, and so I was always on the lookout for a new calendar. And then I bought this one uh, not realizing that like it's really really not suitable for like writing anything on I'll show you so as you can see you you really can't like <laughs> it's there's nothing you can write on it so it's pointless however um you may wonder why I still have a 2018 wall calendar here with nothing written on it um, and it's because these are pieces of art that were done for um, the 50th anniversary in 2016. Now, if you happen to be at STLV or if there were other conventions at the time, they did a big uh, display in one of the rooms with uh, different artists doing different pieces of art specifically for the 50th. These are all in here and they're, um, they're in poster form, which you can't really see, but that's perforated. Um, and it's perforated at the top. So theoretically, one day I could take all of these out and put them in frames and I keep thinking I will and then I never do. Uh, so there's that one. Let me see if I can find some of the ones that I really, really love. Um, that's another one too. Um, I'm not going to show you all of them, I promise. Here's a, like a stylized picture of Spock. Um, this next one, I actually, I actually have this one as a print in my bedroom because it's so beautiful. Uh, this is a picture, it's sort of a watercolor of Kirk, Spock, and McCoy uh, inside a transporter. And then it's kind of around them as some, you know, um, constellations that sort of show the Delta and the 50 and, and so forth. Um. Oh, look at this one. Okay, nice. That's a bit of a space seed there. That's great. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's um, this lives sort of in the corner of my room, and I keep thinking that I'm gonna get all the posters out of this and do something with them, and I never had. I never have. Um, what you might want to consider, I. It's possible that they actually still do this one um, because, like I said, this was 2018. So obviously it was beyond the time that it was for um, the actual 50th anniversary. Uh, so you probably can still get it. Anyway, there you go. 50 artists, 50 years. Whoa. I'm having focusing issues on my camera today. There we go. <laughs> so Anyway. 
I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was that was a tremendous amount of fun. Um, uh, Robert Kaiser in the chat asks, this collection had 50 artworks, so the calendar has only 12 of them. Uh, yes, it's possible that others have other ones. I don't know. I haven't actually looked. Um, that, that was pretty much the last year that I did the wall calendar thing. Since then, we've all gone digital. <laughs> so, you know, that's what it's like. Okay. All right, so the last thing today before I close out the show, and then of course we'll stick around for a little bit of chat later here in the live stream, um, is that I want to look at uh, the poll results. So I'll give you guys another minute or so. Ooh, one of the options in YouTube right now has 47%. Uh, anyway, I'll give you a couple minutes on the YouTube one, and I'm going to pop over to Twitter and see what Twitter has to say. All right, so to remind you again, uh, this week's poll was, <laughs> what's the, I'm sorry, I amuse myself with these polls and I know they're so dorky, but I do amuse myself. Um, thank you for putting up with me. All right, so this week's poll is, what's the next Star Trek ship they should make into an audio drama uh, following on from uh, Raffi and Seven's No Man's Land? So... Uh, the results, uh, the early results on Twitter, uh, with 38.5% of the vote in the lead is Kirk and Spock. Uh, there's a tie for third place between Janeway and Chakotay and the USS Reliant. Um, and then sadly in last place with 15.4% of the vote is uh, Crusher and Picard. Now that, uh, that poll on Twitter is going to be open overnight, so... If you haven't had a chance to vote there yet, you still can uh, share it with your friends. I would love to hear what you guys think. Uh, and then here, I'm going to go ahead and end the poll on YouTube to... All right. You guys are awesome, by the way, <laughs> because it stayed at 47%. That makes me happy. All right. So again, what's the next Star Trek ship they should make into an audio drama in the lead here on YouTube is Janeway and Chakotay with 47%, which I think is actually legally binding that Simon and Schuster need to make that one next. I'm just saying, because it's coming off of Prodigy. Um, in second place with 29% is the USS Reliant. 17% uh, is Crusher and Picard, and Kirk and Spock is only 5%. A uh, little bit different on Twitter versus YouTube today, so um, interesting results. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for voting in that. Uh, that was a tremendous amount of fun, and don't forget to check out, uh, you can pre-order No Man's Land from Amazon right now, uh, and it will come out on February 22nd. You can listen to the audio, the clip audio drama right now on YouTube. Great. Well, that is that for this week in Daily Star Trek News. Thank you very much for listening and being here. And just a reminder that if you're listening to this on the podcast today, you are cordially invited to come and join us on YouTube. We do that every day. Uh, sorry, not every day, every week. <laughs> Used to do it every day. Uh, every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, that's youtube.com forward slash Daily Star Trek News. Uh, we have some extra chat and show and tell and all that other good stuff. Uh, so we would love for you to join us. Also remember that you can find 
All of this week's stories, including the ones that I've covered on the show today, plus some other ones, uh, we've got all of the links to the original sources so that you can read them for yourself if you want. There's all sorts of pictures, videos, um, and other things on there, as well as our uh, weekly events listing, our history, and a, a few trivia questions every once in a while. Uh, that's all at dailystartreknews.com. And of course, if you're missing the daily fix, you can sign up for the daily newsletter at uh, dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. Right. Thank you again for listening. This show is produced by me, Allison Pitt, and all of today's stories were written by Chris Peterson, Marina Kravchuk, uh, Jack Brown, T. Rick Jones, and David Powell. Today's show was supported by people like you through Patreon. You can find out more on how you can add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Anyway, thank you for listening. I will be back next week with more of the Star Trek news that you need to know. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.